0: Hey, how's it going, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Discover Podcast. And we will jump back into Romans today, uh, chapter 2. And it seems like we are starting in uh, verse 17. Verse 17, we're going to go back into where we were. Um, I'm just going to go straight into this. We're just going to go right into the verses and um, let's see what the Lord has for us today in this scripture. I hope you guys actually listened to the Friday's upload. If you guys haven't, please do so. It's It was an amazing topic. Um, it was just something that the Lord was really putting on my heart throughout the week. And uh, man, it, there was just a, an amazing revelation that happened uh, the very last bit of, of the, uh, the podcast. And um, just amazing how Jesus still loves to show his heart, you know. And another reason why I was doing these podcasts or why I wanted to do these podcasts is because I feel like the Lord was telling me it's time to express what you experience every single day um with me how i hear his voice how things happened these revelations that they come literally it was on the moment on the spot um not to boast or anything like that but to show you that this is how god speaks and sometimes he's speaking towards you he's speaking to you and you just were like oh my gosh like <laughs> it is mind-blowing, right? And I just wanted to do my best to transmit the reality of Jesus in every single episode, every single podcast. And as we go back into Romans, same thing. We want to do the exact same thing that we ask him, Lord, reveal yourself to us. Do something that I did not know before, you know, about you. Show us something that we didn't know about you. So let's do this. Let's um. Let's just go into the scriptures. Uh, Romans 2 verse 17 says, you who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law and you boast about your special relationship with him. You know what he wants. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. Man, yeah, that's cool. You are convicted that you are a guide for the blind and the light for the people who are lost in darkness. You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the way of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well, then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? This is Paul saying this, man. This is intense. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it says, you tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, but you dishonor God by breaking it. No wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better than an uncircumcised Gentile. If And if the Gentile obeys God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles who keep God's law will condemn you. Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law but don't obey it. For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God and true circumcision is merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change, and true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit, and a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. And that actually where it finishes off in chapter 2. And I'm going to stay here within this section, and then next week we'll go into chapter 3. Oh man, I see some pink highlights in chapter 3, so it's going to be exciting. Okay, so... I'm just, I read the whole thing this time simply because I just wanted to really get in the depths of this this passage. And sometimes I love to actually do this. I love to read an entire passage before I go back and really dig deep into every single thing that Jesus is wanting me to find. Uh, but I wanted to read this because I wanted to go back on the topic of reading something that makes sense. Uh, reading something where we can actually understand what it's saying. So I read the whole thing and it sounded pretty clear. It sounded very understandable. And that's something that I do pray that everyone does because when they read stuff like this it needs to be understood it has to be understood jesus said you know those who hear my word and understand it those are the ones who will bear fruit um so it's, it's very important that we actually understand this is why i have this version this is why i love this nlt version because it just makes that it sounds that way to me and i'm able to really go deep into this and really see the heart of god because i'm actually just seeing all this stuff so obviously the 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 context of this message of this passage going back obviously he was condemning people Paul was actually just referencing a people who would condemn other people who were living in sin um, he was talking about sin and how it actually um, what it actually means to be in sin uh, the revelation that he had what actually happens with God and people when they sin or they fall into sin we go into chapter 2 and it starts talking about people who actually condemn these type of people who fall into the sin. Who reject the truth, reject the gospel. And now we're going into this place where he's actually um, stating about the Jews, these people who also continue to condemn these people. Now it actually goes more depth into the religion and actually people who, who religiously do these things. And yet they still, in this moment, and then Paul is really considering them as hypocrites. Uh, because they know the law, they understand the law, and it's they know how to do right from wrong. But yet they still choose to condemn others and um, still not walk 100% in the ways of God. You know, um, so it's like it's like a Jesus moment, you know, in the Pharisees where Jesus is condemning the Pharisees. He's he's telling these people like, hey, like it's not just about what you do. You guys are saying this, this, and this. But you guys don't do this, this, or this. I mean, it's like, Paul here and everything that happens after the New Testament, it's all about your heart. It's no longer about obeying the law. It's no longer about doing specific things or falling into sin or not. It's about the condition of your heart. He died for our hearts. So Paul is just going off this same message, off the same mentality. And I'm going to go deep into these verses. You who call yourselves Jews are relying on God's law. And you boast about your special relationship with him, and this is based off the law. Listen, like, the Jewish in this moment, in, the, in these times, they would boast about the relationship with God because they understood the law, and they would practice the law. They would try to be as holy as possible, and they think they would have an amazing relationship with God simply because of what they do or don't do. Uh, it says in eighteen, you know what he wants. You know what is right because you have been taught his law. You are convicted that you are guide for the blind and the light for people who are lost in darkness why because they know the law they think that just because they know the law they understand what is right from wrong and they're able to teach what is right from wrong to other people because they know the law because we understand we read the law we're able to read the law we're able to follow the law we're we're this and that and you know you're you're not a, you're a gentile so you you're not following the law but uh, stuff like this so this is the mentality he's going after right Uh, 20 says, You think you can instruct the ignorant and teach children the ways of God. For you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Again, this is based off the law. The Ten Commandments, every single law, I think it's like 360 something laws. Where they had to follow to be right with God. Remember in the beginning, we said the righteous will walk by faith. Now it's a whole different chapter of of what it is to be righteous with God. It's no longer following the scriptures or the law. it's following Jesus. it's giving uh, it's having faith in what he has done that. He came to complete the law. We still live sinless through believing in the law, but just because they follow the the actual letter, they'll be condemned by the law to the last chapter said. Uh, then it says, um, Um, for you are certain that God's law gives you complete knowledge and truth. Well then, if you teach others, why don't you teach yourself? You tell others not to steal, but do you steal? You say it is wrong to commit adultery, but do you commit adultery? You condemn idolatry, but do you use items stolen from pagan temples? You are so proud of knowing the law, you dishonor God by breaking it. In other words, it is impossible to follow the law exactly as it is written. Otherwise, Jesus would have to come. It would, there would no, be no reason for him to die on the cross for us. There would be no reason for us to have a relationship with God and walk straight in righteousness. If the law was enough, Jesus wouldn't have come to die for us. Now he's saying this, you guys speak about the law, you guys teach the law, you guys do all these things about the law, and yet you still fail to complete it. You teach one thing, and in your hearts, in your secret life, you do something else. And then he says, no wonder the scriptures say the Gentiles blaspheme the name of God because of you. In other words, people who see people who say you have to do this, 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 and this, or do this or that, and yet, you know, you don't do it yourself. I mean, this is why people don't believe in God in the first place. People just like this. That they say one thing and they do another thing. It's called hypocrisy. And you know, in these days it is super common for people to say, I don't want to be a Christian, I don't like This Jesus stuff because their people, um, they don't, you know, they don't even follow their own teachings. You know, they don't love people. They don't do this or that. But he's just saying, like, this is not possible just by obeying the law. And these days, today, right now, it is impossible for us to just completely be righteous in his sight just by sinning or not sinning. I mean, it goes beyond not just sinning. There's so many religions, types of Christianities where we have to be so strict on what we do or not do. And we felt to focus on one simple thing, having a relationship with Jesus, having intimacy with Jesus, having this one desire to be with him always, which was done by the cross, him being crucified for us. So we can enter in his presence and spend time with him and be with him And until so he can transform us and we can be just like him. You know, so this is just going off the sense that, you know, just because you're Jewish, just because you do this or you do that or you do the law or you're circumcised or all this stuff doesn't make you right with God anymore. Simply because still you are still not doing what the law is saying. You know, it's just not just saying that I'm better than you, it's just saying it's just look what's going on. It's just this is the fruit of just obeying the law. Verse 25 says, The Jewish ceremony of circumcision has value only if you obey God's law. But if you don't obey God's law, you are no better off than any (laughs) uncircumcised Gentile. And if the Gentiles obey God's law, won't God declare them to be his own people? In fact, uncircumcised Gentiles. Who keep God's law will condemn you. Jews who are circumcised and possess God's law, but don't obey it. So they're just saying this is super important. It's just pretty much saying like there's no, there's nothing else to do, but to believe in Jesus and what He has done. You can't even obey the law without doing this. I mean, it's it's impossible. You just obey the law. This is what's going to happen. Uh, Twenty-eight says, "For you are not a true Jew just because you were born of Jewish parents." Or because you have gone through the ceremony of circumcision. No, a true Jew is one whose heart is right with God. He's talking about the heart here, not even, not even about your actions. And true circumcision is not merely obeying the law of the letter. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. Now, I love this last two verses of this chapter. Simply because it's talking about the heart. It's talking about what's going on where no one else is seeing. Nobody else sees you. No one sees your heart but Jesus. So why not give Him your life in this way? Why not just complete doing the laws? Because honestly, this is what He's saying. What you're doing here, you by obeying the law, is not for God Himself. It's for everyone else. It's so you can be perfect. It's so you can be holy and you can tell everyone, look, I'm better than everybody else. And He's saying here, a true Jew is not a person who just obeys the law. Just because you were born from Jewish parents doesn't make you perfect, doesn't make you Jewish. A true Jew says that his heart is right with God, is one whose heart is right with God. And a true circumcision is not merely obeying the letter of the law. Rather, it is a change of heart produced by the Spirit. And a person with a changed heart seeks praise. This is, in other words, this is the fruit of a changed heart. Another person with a changed heart seeks praise from God, not from people. In other words, this is not about anybody else, it's about Him. It's just him. There's nobody else. It's just him. There's nothing else but him. I believe I'm going to end this episode really quick, very short, because we finished the chapter, and this is just a simple um, statement that he's doing here. But I want to get this point out of the way for today's episode. How the world sees us as believers. Because I promise you, this spirit, he even said it, make sure that you don't get contaminated by the spirit of Pharisees or Herod. I mean, it's talking about religion. In other words, he's talking to disciples who weren't Pharisees, who weren't teachers of the law, who weren't even experts of the law. And he's telling these people, be careful of of this spirit. In other words, this will carry on past the Jewish religion, but it could even go within Christianity with people who believe in Jesus. He's he's talking to followers, disciples. This type of spirit can carry on. And honestly, this is something that we see every single day. And I promise you, this is only one thing that needs to happen. We still have to run back to that gospel. Man, it's almost unclear, it's almost really unheard of to hear the gospel again to a people who who are constant believers, who 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 are are, are completely committed to believing in Jesus Christ. And yet you hear, like, every single day that passes, the less that we hear the gospel, the less we begin to believe in it. And the less we start to act in it and live within it. And we start doing this by works and we forget why we're here in the first place. We forget that Jesus still died for me. Jesus died on the cross for me. Jesus did everything so I can be with him. And because I simply believe I'm able to rock righteously. Not because of what I just believe, but because I believe He's with me and I'm connected with Him. And through that type of relationship, I am walking one with Him. And every single day, He transforms my heart. He's not asking for perfection. He's asking for willingly surrendering our lives. He's asking for our will. He's asking us to say, Lord, I give you my life. Do as you will. Fix it as much as you want. I'll do whatever you want me to do. But then we still, to we, when we felt to see the cross, when we felt to run back to this place of intimacy with Jesus, we believe he loves me, he's with me, he can do it. Like, I'm with him, and that is true. But listen, even in that moment, you felt to remember how we got there in the first place. And a true person who is intimately in love with Jesus and walks righteously with God is those who do not let go of his reality. Your presence is real, so I enter it every single day because of what you've done for me what you've done in my life you gave your life so i can have yours so i can be with you yes i believe god's with us every single day i believe he's connected with us every single day but is he our everything based on what he's done because i feel like we remember these things we remember that god's with us and we are happy and great but is our hearts his again still Years after knowing the gospel, is my heart burning for Jesus? Am I literally still on fire for him? Am I loving him? Cool, I'm obeying him and all this stuff, but listen, it's it's about him. He, it's saying here in the scripture, those who really know God and love him do things not to please others a changed heart by the spirit that's what he wants and the spirit with a changed heart seeks praise from God that's called the secret place he's looking for people who, who want to please him when no one else is looking this has everything to do with his presence I feel like the religious start to do things for other people and no longer for God so people can see me and say look I'm perfect not with their words but obviously with their actions now, there is a fine line of religion because religion doesn't mean just you just you just follow the law and you do it to the very, 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 very strict thing. No, listen to me. To me, personally, I remember one time I was actually at a conference. And this was me beginning, you know, my walk with God, and I'm still learning how, how, how God works and all this stuff. But I remember this one conference, and it was it was cool because, you know, it had a light, it had all this stuff. It was not, you know, very religious. You know, there was, you know, modern music, you know, within, you know, modern Christian music playing, and, you know, it's because I come from a very conservative background, you know, people with veils and very, very, very Hispanic, religious, religious, religious background. So that's where I came from. So this was totally opposite, right? And in that moment, Jesus speaks to me and says, this is very religious. I said, Lord, what are you talking about? There's no veils. There's no long scourge. They're not being very strict with themselves. I mean, this is, what are you talking about? This isn't religious. And he told me one thing simply. Anything that is done without my presence is religion. In other words, anything without him is religion. Doing things for him without him is religion. So it doesn't matter if it's strict to like, you know, religion. Like I feel like people put this religion in a box. It's a spirit. It's It's not just people obeying the law and following it and being hypocrites about it. No, it's also people who understand that God is with them and still fail to have a relationship with him that they forget who paid the price to have a special intimacy with Jesus. In this morning, in this moment right now, I, I, I really sense that the Lord just wants us to go back to this beginning. There's only one place that does this. It's the cross. Paul is just saying here, this is just the first outcome of people who don't have relationship with God. And it's amazing because every single thing he's been talking about, we think it's very harsh. But then he's just pointing out this is the reality when we choose to reject the truth. Reject the gospel. Not just reject, but even forget about the the gospel. The Lord is reminding us today. Nothing should be done without me. But this is the crazy part. He loves us so much. He's willing to forgive us and as long as we run back to him, it's fine. You know, we're, we're okay. But one thing that scares me is a message that says he's with me, he loves me and doesn't require us to love him back. I mean, did the father give his one and only son just so we can be happy? he give his son just so we can have a, a connection with God without speaking to him I mean he wants us to hear his voice he wants us to see his face he wants us to experience him every single day this is his wonders this is why he sent his son nothing else was on his heart when he gave his son it wasn't just so we can be sons and daughters I believe it, I, it happened I'm a son and daughter because of what he's done but he loves to interact with his children more than anything it's life speaking to him hearing his voice it's life to us there's a reason why we fall back into sin because we fail to drink from that well so I mean it's amazing to know anything without him we fail to drink from that well his presence spending time with him being with Jesus and he even said I have water that you'll never where it never runs dry well you'll never be thirsty again and that's all he wants that's what he desires from us to continuously be with that well to receive from him every single day not just to say God is with me and that's it it's to drink from that well it's to be with him it's a changed heart that's produced by the Spirit we can't do this this, is, this, is, this means relationship with the Spirit by the Spirit we can't just expect Him to do something if we're not interacting with Him if we're not reading His Word if we're not finding Jesus in the Scriptures if we're not talking to Jesus every single day if we're not spending time with Him every single day there's no production of the Spirit in our hearts without the Spirit Himself this is why we have to have a relationship with the Spirit so I want to pray real quick Because I think this is a a quick, on-point, and straightforward message. And I pray that everyone who listens just grows deeper into the realization that it's not what we do for Him. It's what we do with Him every single day. We can even be in a secret place without Him. And I'll talk about that on Friday, possibly. We can be in that secret place in prayer, reading the Scriptures without Him and still become religion that's why I'm saying it's a thin line of what religion is I've seen it and I've experienced it myself where I said I have to be in that place and I made it an obligation instead of an action of love of desire so I'm going to pray for you guys I pray that he just touches your heart in this moment he does the rest throughout the week so father I thank you Jesus I thank you for your love I thank you for the cross I thank you for what you've done I thank you for the open access to having an intimate relationship with you that produces change within ourselves Lord there is no one like you and we thank you for what you've done so I pray in this moment for every single person who is desperately needing you again that you're burning in their hearts right now to really run back to you in that simple place of being a child, to being loved by you and to love you, to give our hearts again to you. And every single time that we are, and every single place that we are, I pray for every single one who's listening that they begin to burn again, desire for you again. It's no longer just about doing something for you, but to giving their hearts uh, completely to you based off what, what you've done take us back to that place of the cross and let us see those nails in your hand and in your feet so we can give you our hearts again because you did it for us there's no such thing as a relationship with Jesus without the cross so we thank you for that cross thank you for this gospel this message we love you, we praise you, we give you our hearts again not just our actions. Let our actions be filled with love for you. Fill them, Holy Spirit. Every single one who's listening, just fill their hearts right now. Just fill their hearts. Touch their hearts. Give them your desire for you. In your name I pray. Amen. Man, even though it was short, I thought it was very powerful. Guys, thank you so much for joining. Uh, I think I am gonna speak about, you know, religion and and my experience. I'm gonna talk about my experiences with the secret place. How even the secret place can be religious. Oh, this is gonna be so much fun. I'm gonna I can't wait for Friday. So, guys, thank you so much for joining. Stay tuned for Friday's episode. It's gonna be amazing, it's gonna be intense, and I know God's just calling people to him again through this podcast. I pray that you just continue to listen, to get you know equipped with him. You experience Jesus every single time you listen. Share if it's touching your heart, share with other people so people can also surrender their lives again to Jesus. Again, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all this good stuff so we can just transmit this message everywhere. That is possible. All right guys, thank you so much. Bless you. Take care and I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye bye.